Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, November 21st, and we have completed week 46 of 2022. As a reminder, we have released our October 2022 Insights Report. The numbers tell the story. This is a recap of how the travel industry performed last month. This report is not an opinion piece, but is based only on the facts through numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation. We look at their data and provide the analysis to you in an easy-to-understand manner. You can access this report by visiting businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. This year's Thanksgiving holiday will be one of the busiest Thanksgiving seasons since 2000. AAA this week said that it is expecting 55 million people to travel 50 miles or more from home over the holiday. The number is 1.5% increase over 2021, 98% of 2019 volumes, and the third busiest for Thanksgiving travel since AAA started tracking back to the year 2000. All those numbers are greater than 2021 levels, but just slightly below pre-pandemic levels from 2019. In total, numbers are expected to be up 2% from 2021 and down 2.5% from 2019. Delta Airlines is expecting close to 6 million passengers to travel in the period of Thanksgiving. Though this number equates to an average of 500,000 travels per day, it does fall a little short of the 2019 figure of 6.3 million travelers within the same date range. United Airlines is expecting record post-pandemic numbers with passengers, with Reuters reporting that the airline will have its busiest travel day since March 2020. The airline is forecasting 5.5 million travelers, a 12% increase over the same timeline in 2021. NASA has launched its massive Artemis 1 moon rocket early on Wednesday, bringing the United States a step closer to landing on the moon for the first time in 50 years since the end of the Apollo program. Artemis 1 launch will send a new empty capsule around the moon for the first time in 50 years. This first test flight is expected to last four to six weeks and will end with a splashdown in the Pacific Ocean. The $4 billion mission will allow NASA to test the capsule's heat shield during re-entry. If this mission is successful, four astronauts will be able to strap in for the next moonshot in 2024, followed by a lunar landing of two astronauts a year or two later. Consumers are prioritizing booking travel experiences and are embracing blended trips to have those experiences, according to a new research from Google. In a new study, 38% of leisure travelers traveling internationally from the U.S., the U.K., Germany, France, Spain, and Italy said that they're more likely to book or plan a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip more than ever before. Also compared to pre-pandemic, consumers say that they're more open to blended travel, the combination of business and leisure travel, with 74% of business travelers saying that they find the idea appealing. According to Google, 50% of travelers have already taken a blended trip, and for those who haven't, 37% plan to do so. 33% of business travelers say that they would be motivated to go on a blended trip because it makes business trips more fun, while 33% say it gives them an opportunity to get to know places they wouldn't otherwise visit. The U.S. Department of Transportation's enforcement of rules related to canceled or significantly changed flights has resulted in more than $600 million in refunds to passengers along with more than $7.25 million in civil penalties against six airlines. 
Refunds per airline range from 76.8 million to 222 million, with fines between 750,000 and 2.2 million. The six airlines issuing refunds and being assessed penalties in descending order of size and refunds and penalties include Frontier, Air India, TAP Portugal, Aeromexico, LL, and Avianca. According to DOT, airlines and ticket agents must refund customers if the airline cancels or significantly changes a flight to and from within the United States, and the passenger does not wish to accept the alternative offered. It is unlawful for an airline to refuse refunds and instead provide vouchers, according to the Department of Transportation. Two thousand and twenty-two will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. On Tuesday, Chile's National Competition Authority announced that JetSmart and American Airlines had notified their intention to partner through a minority ownership from the U.S. airline. The two airlines signed a letter of intent last year to create the broadest and most rewarding network in the Americas. A little over a year later, after American Airlines announced an investment in JetSmart to facilitate its growth, both airlines requested that the Chilean National Economic Center review their backgrounds in order to move forward with the partnership. When both airlines signed off on the partnership, JetSmart had a domestic presence in Argentina and Chile. Since then, JetSmart has increased its presence throughout the region. The company now has opened a new base in Peru and plans to do so in Colombia, and has 72 unique routes in South America. Furnished apartment rental provider Blueground has agreed to acquire Brazilian real estate startup Tabas, according to both companies. The deal, Blueground's first acquisition, is expected to be finalized in the first quarter of 2023. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed, and the deal is subject to standard closing practices and awaits regulatory approvals. Once the acquisition is complete, Tabas will act as a gateway for Blueground's entrance into Latin America, adding 1,000 apartments to Blueground's current portfolio of 10,000 apartments in 30 cities. A U.S. hotel tech company with equity backing has acquired a booking engine based in Ireland. Houston-based Scepter Hospitality Resources said that it has acquired Avio. The private equity firm Seren Capital made an undisclosed significant investment into Scepter Hospitality Resources in 2020. The Avio acquisition was funded through that investment. Scepter provides hotel tech for central reservation, customer relationship management, and revenue management. The company works with more than 1,500 hotels, driving almost 7 million bookings per year. Luxury fashion house Louis Vuitton is planning to enter into the hospitality sector. Although the hotel will be the first for the brand, it won't be the first hotel. For Louis Vuitton's parent company LVMH, which also has a boutique luxury hotel, the Louis Vuitton property will join the Cheval Blanc Paris. In LVMH's Parisian hotel portfolio, island-inspired clothing brand Tommy Bahama is making its entrance also into the hotel sector, announcing plans to revamp a hotel in Indian Wells, California, and turn it into the world's first Tommy Bahama-branded resort. The property is on track to debut as the Tommy Bahama Resort and Spa by late 2023. As part of the project, the hotel will undergo a significant facelift. The 215-room hotel. Will relaunch under the Tommy Bahama banner with reimagined public spaces, indoor and outdoor restaurant concepts, and a refreshed bar and new retail boutique. The new One Global Travel TMC network, a joint venture set up by Clarity and World Travel Inc., has announced that its first partner will be long-standing Canadian travel management specialist Travel Path. 
The creation of One Global was announced last month by UK-based Clarity and its US partner World Travel with the aim of putting local expertise at the heart of a truly global travel solution. TravelPath, which has been a long-term partner of both World Travel and Clarity, will exclusively service the Canadian market for One Global Partnership. The Tata Group may be preparing to announce some big changes to its airline holdings in the next few days. According to a new report, Tata will announce that it plans to merge Vistara, AirAsia India, and Air India Express into the Air India brand, creating one full-service and one-budget airline in the process. According to the Economic Times, Singapore Airlines and Tata have come to an agreement, clearing the way for Vistara to be accommodated into the flag airline. The conglomerate already owns 100% of Air India Express and recently purchased Air Asia's remaining equity in the low-cost airline. An announcement is likely within the next week, but the actual transition will take one year. Air India will be the sole airline brand of Tata's, meaning Vistara and Air Asia India may disappear with the merger. And now in news relating to the return to travel. New Canadian discount airline Jetlines will launch its first of two U.S. routes on January 19th. Jetlines will fly four times a week between Toronto Pearson and Las Vegas and twice a week between Toronto and Melbourne. Jetlines began service in September with flights from Toronto to Calgary. It will operate the Las Vegas and Melbourne routes with an Airbus A320 aircraft. Radisson Hotel Group has announced plans to add around 150 hotels under its Midscale Park Inn & Suites brand in India. The group has entered into a strategic alliance with a local company that operates a chain of more than 1,000 hotels across India. The mid-scale offering has been adapted for the Indian market and has been based around the tagline, Inviting Modern Comfort. Radisson Hotel wants to double its Indian portfolio by the year 2025. Starting next summer, JetBlue will launch non-stop service between JFK and Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport, the airline's second non-stop transatlantic, after its New York to London edition in August 2021. Seats will go on sale in the coming months. After that, JetBlue says it plans to later add non-stop service between Boston and Paris Charles de Gaulle. Both New York and Boston routes to Paris will allow JetBlue to further establish itself as a major player between the U.S. and Europe. There was a ribbon-cutting ceremony at the new Terminal A at Newark Airport on Tuesday. The new terminal will open to passengers on December 8. 21 of the terminal's 33 gates will open up right away, and the remaining 12 will open in 2023. United Airlines, JetBlue, Air Canada, and American Airlines will be the first airlines to transition to the new Terminal A, with Delta moving over the next year. Terminal C is United's main terminal, but the airline operates some domestic flights out of Terminal A. The Port Authority called the $3 billion terminal the largest design project in New Jersey history. And now in some technology news. Uber is making big moves to expand its travel-related offerings, including a partnership with Viator that will enable users to book experiences and activities through the Uber app and the expansion of its Uber travel service globally to more than 10,000 cities. The Viator integration is part of Uber Explorer, launched in March to give users the ability to book activities in categories such as art, culture, nightlife, music, and shows, and book a ride to the location at the same time. At launch, the content came from Yelp, but now it includes Viator and OpenTable. Explore is limited to 14 large cities in the U.S. and Mexico City and Madrid, but Uber says it will add more markets in the near future. British Airways has launched a new trial of biometric technology that allows customers to travel internationally without showing their passports at the airport of departure. 
The new trial makes British Airways the first airline in the UK to experiment with biometric technology for international flight passengers who wish to participate in the trial and will be asked to scan their boarding pass, face, and passport before travel. London Heathrow's Airport Terminal 5 will be home of the new trial. At the airport, smart biopod cameras verify the travelers' identities in less than three seconds. And now in news about sustainable travel. Etihad Airways has operated its first net zero flight using a book and claim system for buying sustainable aviation fuel. The airline said it has worked with sustainable fuel specialist World Energy to achieve net zero on a Dulles Abu Dhabi long haul flight, even though no SAF was used to power the aircraft. Instead, Etihad used a book and claim system to help make the flight net zero by purchasing SAF, which was delivered by World Energy to Los Angeles Airport, where it was added to the airport's main fuel supply tanks and sold as conventional jet fuel. Book and claim allows companies to pay for SAF and claim the benefits, even though the fuel is not supplied at the departure airport, with fuel instead being used at an airport where SAF is available. Qantas Airlines has launched a SAF coalition program, offering businesses a new way to cut down on their emissions by using greener fuels. The airline has formed a new initiative with five foundation members. Members will pay a premium to reduce 900 tons of air carbon emissions annually, in doing so contributing to the cost of SAF in exchange of other reduction methods such as carbon offsets. Qantas will use the additional funds generated by the coalition to help cover the cost of up to 10 million liters of SAF sourced by the airline at London Heathrow Airport. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.